Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to More. So excited to be back. This is episode 121. That's 11 times 11. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that I started on this journey and I'm just still going. So I'm happy about it and it helps me probably as much as anybody else. And I appreciate all the feedback, those that give me feedback who love the podcast. And I more than appreciate the authors who are sharing the things that they've learned. And I'm able to share my insights from their from what they're doing. So anyway, let's just get started. And unbelievably, I am recording this ahead of the day that I need to set this, send this out because I'm out of school and a little less busy, but I'm headed away on a trip. So I needed to get this podcast made before I leave. So I'm pretty excited. And this chapter is called The Law of Abundance by Jody Moore. And I know that We've heard this chapter before. We've heard the law of abundance before. Um, I went to lunch with a friend today, and she shared some insight with me. And what was interesting is it was just a the same spin, the same ideas, the same thoughts that other people have given me, but a di- little different spin on it. And so sometimes when we hear like the law of abundance again, for one thing, a good reason to listen to it again is we always need to repeat over and over. This is why we read books over and over again. This is why we hear in school the same thing is repeated. Like we've learned addition, then the next grade we learn addition, then the next grade addition, and the next grade we add subtraction, but we're still learning addition and it just keeps going, right? Our mind needs to revisit everything over and over again. But also different authors have a little bit of a different spin on each thing. And sometimes what one person says might resonate with us or we understand or grasp that idea a little more than what the way the present presentation of a different author and so it's always good to hear things more than once so Jody Moore starts out with she says I have something important to tell you and I hope you consider that I could be right about it I love this because I think that sometimes we just we shut down our minds that, that somebody could be right about an idea. We need to open up our minds and let that sink in and see how it feels first. She says, a part of your brain might be suspicious of the information I'm going to offer you. And there's good reasons for its skepticism, skepticism because our brain's function overrides all other functions to provide survival for us. So... Um, Our brain wants us to live as long as possible, and we're always trying to prevent lack in our life so that if the absence of something, it won't kill us, right? It believes that it can identify, predict, and fixate on all the ways that our life could be lacking, and then it could head off disaster ahead of time. It can see it before and stop us. But, you know, she says in here, thanks, brain. And also settle down because we, we, we're kind of programmed to live with scarcity. And she says, I want you to know that there is more than enough of everything. Yes, really, there's more than enough of every single thing in the world. 
And she says, perhaps you feel like there's not enough. She says, I want to offer that this is not a reflection of the reality of your life. Instead, your life is a reflection of the reality of your thoughts. So if you believe that there's not enough for you, those are that's your reality. There is enough for everybody. Um, whether our thoughts are based in scarcity, which means lack, not enough, or abundance, it, it doesn't matter. There's enough for everybody, but it's what are we thinking. And yes, there are individuals and groups in the world, and I have listeners all across the world. Um, I, Asia would be my number two place of listen after the North America and there's a lot of people listening around the world, and some of you may have a disadvantaged life compared to others. But um, no matter what our circumstances are, what we are working to achieve or what we are working to achieve in our lives or in service to others, we need to be working from abundance. Working from an idea of abundance, no matter what our situation is, is more beneficial than the easier feeling of scarcity. Honestly, isn't it true? Like we go, woe is me. I have it so bad. Somebody feels sorry for me. Um, It's harder to live from a life of abundance. And so we need to get in our minds that we can believe that there's enough for us. She says, if you've ever ever worried about not having a certain experience, not possessing enough time or money, or not getting enough done, you've experienced scarcity. So it's not just about money, but it's about not having enough time, or not doing all that you want to do, or not having the opportunity for a certain experience. Um, If we feel that we're behind in some way, or we've made some, we've bought some item at the store because we're afraid that the item's going to sell out and we'll regret not buying it. Then we're, or if we're laying in bed at night counting all the ways that we're not enough, then our thinking is focused on scarcity. And this type of thinking is not going to make your life better. And a friend was telling me about how her daughter is going to try out for the soccer team. And she's so worried that she's not going to make the team. And this kind of thinking is scarcity thinking, and it does not benefit us. And my friend was telling her daughter, you need to go and play as though, hey, you've got this under control. We do this too much. And so I don't know if you've thought about the idea of scarcity with fear of not being able to perform or do your best. But I feel like I just had a piano recital, kind of just with my family. You think it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But I came wanting to be confident, but when I actually played, I played from a source of scarcity a little bit where I'm not going to do it well enough. And I, I actually played it the worst that I've ever played it. And so, again, we need to come from an idea of abundance that I can do this. This is an opportunity for me. And so whatever we're going to try to do, we need to do it coming from that thinking. Um, she says that she has seen people with her life coaching who have shifted their thoughts from scarcity to abundance 
And they have made some of the most powerful and exciting transformations that are ever seen. And I can so relate with this, especially at the end of a school year. Watching kids grow, become, and transform their lives is so magical. It is one of the most magical experiences ever. And she said, I would be holding back if I didn't invite you to experiment with these ideas in your own life. And then she's going to give us a couple of models. So remember, her model is circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. C-T-F-A-R are the um, acronyms. And she says, the circumstance is the same. I am selling a product. So module one, model one, thought, if people don't buy this, I'm in trouble. So what feeling does that create? Scarcity. So then in her actions or your actions, you sell in a needy and desperate way that actually repels customers because they see you're so desperate, right? You become discouraged. You hate making calls. You don't have fun. What's the result? You don't sell as much and you feel in trouble. Same circumstance, different model with a different thought line. I'm selling a product. Thought, there's a lot of people who want this, and I am going to find them. What is the feeling that creates with that? Abundance. And honestly, you can feel a difference with just changing the thought line. What is the action? I present the product with more confidence. I find creative ways to illustrate its value. I keep going until I find the right customers. I enjoy the process, learn from my mistakes, and am motivated to try new things. Result? I sell more and I help my customers and myself more. So notice, she says, how our actions change when fueled by thoughts of abundance. So instead of scarcity, we can do this in our mindsets. Believe that there's enough for us. Um, In both models, we're attempting to sell a product, but I'm sure you've been the customer on the other side. Um, You can feel the difference between interacting with a salesperson who's operating from scarcity and one who's operating from abundance. I've been there. I feel that. You can feel that. It makes us skeptical of what they're trying to sell if they're in the scarcity mode, right? We're like, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to get us or trick us? So um, if they come with an idea of abundance, we feel... Um, excited to make the purchase and we're in control of the results and we create that we create through our actions and our thoughts are rooted in abundance and we're always the best fuel for those actions so coming from a mindset of abundance is very helpful and I love this about Jody Moore because and I, I don't know I've talked about abundance on the podcast but I feel like sometimes I talk about it in money form when really it's in all types of ways, experiences, opportunities, actions that you take, not just in money form. She says, as humans, we're in a state of expansion and growth all the time. It's natural to want for more because the pursuit of more requires growth and evolution. And part of our experience here in this world is to continuously become new versions of ourselves. But when I say more, she says, I don't mean it in the way most people think of the word. A bigger house, a faster car, things that you can buy. It's not always more in the form of what you can buy. Um, 
what we truly want is to feel less ashamed, worried, inadequate, secure, or unafraid. These emotions are all based in lack or scarcity, and scarcity at extreme feels like fear. What we truly want to feel is more happiness, love, joy, and peace. These emotions are abundant, and abundance at its strongest feels a lot like love. And that's the title of my podcast, More, right? We want to have more faith, more belief in ourselves, more abundance, more patience, more striving within ourselves, more gratitude, more freedom. So those words all feel so big and full where the words of scarcity don't. She has three little um, scenarios that I can kind of relate to, and I feel like maybe some of you can too. She says, maybe you're single and you really want to get married. You ask yourself why. You might say you want to start a family. You want to experience what it's like to be a spouse. Okay, but ask yourself why you really want those things. If you keep asking why, you'll find At the root of your desire to get married is either a desire to avoid feeling something negative like loneliness, which is a lack or fear, or a desire to feel something positive like love and excitement. She says maybe you have a child who's on drugs or um, and you desperately want the child to stop taking drugs. Why? Your first answer may be that you don't want your child to suffer the consequences of choosing drugs. There's nothing wrong with that, she says, but dig deeper. You'll find that what you really want is to feel less worried or anxious, less fearful, and instead feel more abundance and love. Or maybe your life feels pretty smooth right now, but you really want to lose those last 10 pounds once and for all. Why? Because you believe you'll feel more confident or abundance or love on the other side of the 10 pounds. So she says, as you can see, scarcity and abundance apply to more than surface level things like possessions. And that's what I love about Jody Moore's twist to the law of abundance. It's more than just things. We desire families, experiences, and relationships. We want to learn skills, develop talents, create and achieve goals. And we also desire to protect our loved ones and help others. Abundance in all of these areas will serve us far better. She says, an abundant mindset includes knowing not only that there is enough money in the world, but more powerfully, so I want to point that out. She says, more powerfully than the money is that there is enough life to be lived and that each of us is enough. The effect of knowing these two truths runs deep within us. That is why for so many people, the phrase, you are enough, hits home in such a powerful way. It's a simple and obvious statement, but its message is easier for most people to believe about others than about themselves. We just want to think that other people can make the team. Other people can have these experiences, but not you. Um, We're getting ready to go on a family vacation this coming week, and a whole bunch of us all together, there's eight of us, not like tons, but eight, nine, nine of us. And um, so I think about, um, you know, how is the trip going to go? Are we going to have drama or 
arguments or fighting. I need to come from, hey, this is going to be a a trip of a lifetime and it's all going to be so exciting and I'm going to just go with the flow and create that abundance that's there. She says, if you want to cultivate more abundance in your life, you can start with an issue that many people's brains use to create scarcity, money. She says, a woman she coached years ago told her that she never gets the things she wants. So this was in her life coaching experience. And this woman watched her neighbors go on vacation, buy homes, buy clothing, but she said she didn't have the money to do that. In response, I asked her to tell me about the things she already has, and she struggled to answer me. I could tell from her demeanor that this woman not only didn't consider what she already owned, but didn't fully appreciate her own worth. She had trouble looking me in the eye. She doubted herself in many ways, and I told her that she's feeling scarcity, not because of the things she's unable to do or achieve, but because she's unable to achieve what she desires while she's living in scarcity. So she pointed out, the the coaching session was online, so she pointed out to her client that she had an internet connection in her house. She also had some kind of device to talk to her on, some kind of a computer or something. And she said, as we spoke, I could see that she appeared to have electricity in her home. There was a nice bookcase full of books behind her. And she admitted that she had running water in her house. And then Jody says, as I pointed out the abundance in her life, she rolled her eyes, indicating that none of these things seemed impressive enough in her mind. Um, but I encouraged her, says Jody, to for a moment be in awe of the world she created and stop looking to others for proof that her life was enough. Comparison is the thief of joy. Now I know that when I was a little, when my kids were younger, I would always say things to my husband like, "I want to take the kids to a movie or I want to go do these things." And we don't have enough money to do it. And my husband would always be saying things to me like, "Just go do it." Go, just go do it. And, you know, I started not, I just didn't until I started to learn the scarcity module and the idea of, or the law of, the law of abundance and learn about the law of abundance. And I just think that I'm doing so much better with it now because I see it for what it is. And I just like, I don't care. I'm just going to go do it. And somehow things just work out. Um, and then Jody Moore also said that she she explored this woman's beliefs about her very own worth. And she said, just as she had suspect, suspected, this woman struggled to see or acknowledge her own worth. She could not tell me with confidence anything that was amazing about herself. I pointed out that she was on a call with a life coach, which indicated that she was open-minded. She was telling a stranger her fears, proving she was brave enough to be vulnerable. Most people aren't even vulnerable. They don't want to share themselves. Every year at school, I start out the school year, and the kids are so not vulnerable. And by the end, they're just sharing. And and it's so enriching to watch that happen. And the kids feel so enriched. So just being vulnerable is a big thing. And then Jody says, I promised her that there's a never-ending list of characteristics worth celebrating that she needs to choose to look for. She is already complete. You are complete. You that are listening to my podcast, even with the weaknesses that you have, the things that you're not able to do, 
Look to the things that you can. You don't need to be or have anything more for that to be true. You can understand that truth more fully and you can have and do and create more in your life. Um, You have those things and it's all true for you. An abundant view of the world, your life, and yourself will serve you much more than scarcity will. And that view is totally available to you. Why not embrace that view? Because many of us have a scarcity mindset with money, I love to practice generating abundance using the topic of money, she says. I've also had to work at creating abundance in this area. But here are a few things I deliberately do that have worked for me. And I started doing this too about the bills. Instead of being annoyed about paying the utility bill, I pay it with gratitude that we have access to the convenience of modern utilities. And I remind myself that if our utilities were turned off, I would beg the providers to take my money and turn them back on. Isn't that true? We have so many things that we take for granted. Look at the abundance that is around us. Before I give money to a man on the side of the road holding a sign asking for help, I take the money in my hands and silently say to it, I don't know what he's going to do with you. He might not be a good steward of you. That is That part is not up to me. But thank you for being in my life for a while. I hope you can bless his life for good as well. And she ends with a scripture um, that says, The earth is full and there is enough to spare. Yea, I prepared all things and have given unto the children of men to be agents unto themselves. Did you hear that in there? There's enough and enough to spare. And you are the agent of what happens next. What a powerful podcast, right? Um, Thank you, Jody Moore. Thank you to these amazing authors. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a great couple of weeks. Make this a part of your life. Go and have a great couple of weeks. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.